Welcome to the School of Hollywood. I'm Steve Owens, your host. I interview celebrities in Hollywood and talk about their success and how they got to the current status. So if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends and give us a like. Hi, this is Steve Bones with School of Hollywood and Entertainment World, and we have Nikki Michaud here today, and I'm so excited to have you. Well, I've been a fan of yours. Really? That, thank you. Looking at your IMDb, you could have your own fast TV channel with all the shows that you've been a series regular on and a guest star. I mean, <laughs> 70-some TV shows. Wow. Credits. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have been really, really blessed and I have had so much fun. You know, I remember some of the big ones back in the day, like doing six feet under doing, I did ER way back when George Clooney was on it. I, I did, you know, the shield. I mean, so many amazing shows that I got a chance to be a part of. And of course you're a series regular on Lincoln Heights for like almost 50 episodes, something like that. Oh yeah. That little show. 50, 60, something like that. That little show. We love that show. That is like my heart. I love that show. But speaking about favorite shows, The Shield has got to be mine. Uh, I yeah. mean, there has not been a cop show like that on the air since. Yeah, there really hasn't. You're right about that. I mean, I, I loved it. I, I was so excited. When I screen tested with uh, Michael Chiklis. Mm -hmm. Wow. I remember that. It was so cool because, well, I mean, I was already a fan of, of his and a fan of the show. And he was so different from what he was on the commish. Oh, absolutely. And um, I mean, I, I guess I was a little intimidated because, you know, he's so intense and so like he was so gruff and um, but I went into the thing and I was Trish was basically um, a real female badass. And I knew I had to kind of bring it to, to be with him. And it was just so fun and so scary and so just like. I just jumped in with him and did the scene and I was so excited about the audition. It was just, it was down to me and I think one or two other women. Um, and I remember showing up because Trish was working vice. So I decided, even though Trish was a cop, she was working vice and she was doing a hooker thing. So I was like, well, I'm going to come in in a hooker outfit. Now, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I'm a black actress in Hollywood. I had been auditioning for hookers for so many years. So I had like a lot of little outfits and, and I thought, well, what if she came, it was in the station in her hooker outfit and the boots and the skirt. And what if I wore this to the audition, even though she was a detective and it was a kind of a crazy idea. Honestly, I was the only actor in the room in a hooker outfit. Everybody else was wearing their traditional pants suit and all that other good stuff. And I was like, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do this? But it was it was like I had made a choice because I thought, you know, I always thought Detective Trish was a little crazy. And I thought this is something she would do. She would be just in your face all the time and kind of like using her sexuality as a weapon. And I did it in the audition and I was really bold and in Michael's face. And it was like so much fun. It was so much fun. They all loved it. And we had a good time with it. So how was it actually working with I, I he's still Vic to me. I mean, on the actual yeah. set, was he? always in this kind of character, even when he was offset in preparation or no. was he the nice guy that he was in the commission? He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I mean, he was always great. The shield was like a family. I mean, I had so much fun being a part of, of the strike team because, you know, you had Walt Goggins, you had Kenny, Kenny Johnson, and you had, um, you know, all the great writers who came from there, Glenn Mazar and, and Kurt and and so many amazing people who've gone on to do like m amazing things. It was always like a family, a boys family, a boys club family, a lot of football were thrown around, a lot of, a lot of that. Um, but it was it was always just 
he was super nice. Like I loved being on the shield. Like I loved it. And CC was there and, and Benito. I mean, just, I just loved being on that show. No, the cast was amazing on that show and the chemistry. Absolutely. You know, uh, Sean Ryan definitely put a, a great show together. And then he decided yes. to bring you to SWAT. Yes, he did. Yeah. Cause you know, again, because it's all family. I mean, Sean has been a huge champion of mine and a mentor for so long. I mean, I just feel like I'm really blessed to be able to be a part of that camp. And I love coming on SWAT. And that one was cool because now you had your new team, you know, another version of really the really good boy team. And Kenny's still on it. Um, again, still same family because a lot of the same people, a lot of the same crew people. Um, so it just was, you know, you can, I feel really blessed to have been able to be a part of, of some great communities. And I hope to continue to grow with those communities because now I'm moving into directing. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, that now I can expand and come back. And I don't know if I'll be able to direct SWAT because only be one season left. And who knows what's going on with the strike. But, you know, just because now he's doing Night Agent, which is an amazing show. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it. But um, just so to be able to grow up in this community of artists has been an amazing thing for me. Working with somebody like uh, Sean, what kind of advice as a showrunner? did he give you Oof. well i don't know if he gave me advice as a showrunner you know because i mean i'm i'm an actor and i've always been an actor and now that i've he's been really it's been interesting because i've shown him my film i'm waiting for him to talk to me about my film see what he thinks i'm this is a new level of our relationship so um no advice as a showrunner but it's been interesting you learn a lot by watching you know, watching him and, and how he runs a, 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 even a table read or how things are on set. I mean, it's always such a collaborative environment. You know, there's no ego from Sean. And it's certainly who I would aspire to be if I ever got the chance to be, you know, on a leader of a of an art project like that. You know, I think that's how when I'm on set and I'm running my set as the director, I just I'm always thinking about the kind of the camp community family environment that my favorite shows have created and that's what I tried to create when I did my film Summer of Violence because we're all together climbing up this crazy mountain. When you were the series regular on Lincoln Heights did you think in in your mind okay I've done this many episodes let me be the director in my mind this is how the scene should go you know I've been a series regular I know how this character is supposed to be you know, um, you know, you are in charge of your characters with as a series regular. I mean, you you know a lot about the characters. You're living with the character day in and day out. And the directors are usually guests. So they'll come in and go. So they're there with the character for well, with you as one of many characters, you know, one or two weeks, and you're living and breathing it for for a certain amount of time. Um and but I think you're just you're still always looking for uh, what's your take on it? I, I always do it this way, but, oh, you're thinking that way. Great. Let's try it. I'm always about trying new things and, and being open. And, um, especially because you can get stuck, you can always get stuck in your ways. And, um, it's always nice to have someone come in and just shake it up. So it's really, so I wouldn't, I mean, the funny thing about acting though, is, is, even when you when you start off, even on stage, um, you're always looking at all parts of the storytelling process um, because you you're you're really in with the script and really trying to understand what the writer's intention is and and trying to even write more of that backstory that you don't see. So you're always doing a lot of things as an actor. 
So now you've taken on a bigger role and that is being the director. Yeah. And so do you look at a script the same way as you did when you were an actor? Uh, well, no, no. I mean, I think um, it's interesting because uh, when I put on my directing hat, like, cause literally I can, I'll look at a scene and I'll look at it from point of view of a character right now, try to understand what's the character's motivation, what's happening here. But then when I put on my director's hat, it's, it's definitely different. It's definitely a lot bigger. Um, and you're looking at like, if, if, if the, the script or the movie is, is, is a, is a song, you know, you're looking at the entire musical score, like how does this all put together? How does this moment fit into the whole thing that I'm creating? So yeah, it's a lot different than I was as an actor, but, um, you know, I think when you're working on an actor with your, when you're working on a scene with your scene partner or with your co-star, you know, you always kind of thinking, how would this go? And just when you, when I'm directing, you just multiply that times every scene in the film, <laughs> you know, but I didn't, one of the things I didn't do is I, I chose not to act in the film so that I wouldn't have to switch back and forth. So I wouldn't have to kind of get really unally um, singularly focused on a character. I could stay broad so that I could kind of help each actor, help each thing, help bring the vision to life for all the different departments. So it's just definitely different. It's, de it's definitely way different. So the title of the film is Summer of Violence. Tell us a little bit about it and what you want us to walk away with. You know, Summer of Violence is a coming of age love story, and it's set in the 90s during the Summer of Violence in Denver, Colorado. There was a lot of gang violence. And this young woman graduates from college, and she doesn't do what her dad wants her to do, and she be, gets disowned, and she's off in the streets trying to pursue her dream of being a poet. And really what I want people to take away from it is just the power of love, the power of family and how it helps gets us through some of these really dark times. And I wrote this movie um, about that time period, but I decided to make it because there's still a lot of crazy stuff happening that, that I feel like all of us have to go through. Like, you know, you never, there's so much random to the violence and I think that how do we keep going um, when you know you've been a victim of some kind of tragedy and it's really just pointing out you know the love of family and particularly like how do fathers and daughters um, stay connected to each other as, as a daughter's trying to express herself and a dad's trying to control and protect you know I think that sometimes it can get challenging um, that relationship. So I guess that's kind of what I want to take out of it is, you know, how can we be better parents, better daughters, better, better relationships? That's what I would love for people to walk away with is, uh, you know, let me call my dad today. You know, if you're lucky enough to have your dad still alive, my dad died, you know, 20 years ago. But, um, and I think why I wrote this movie was kind of like a love letter to my father. Fabulous. Uh, how I, however, I will say I wanted to kick her boyfriend to the curb. <laughs> did you watch the movie? Yeah. I didn't know you watched the movie. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> well, of course you did. You're 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 a man of a certain age. Of course you did. I'm like you a know? dude. You're Come not... on, you miss her graduation. <laughs> oh well, yeah, no, he was he was a hot mess. He was a hot mess. But women, we choose all kind of men. So, uh, so talking about the cast, what was your process on on finding the people you picked? Oh, I had to do that horrible self-tape thing because um, that's what's done now. And 
and that we couldn't at that time when I was casting, if you did in person, it was this whole COVID thing and amount of money and COVID testing and all this other stuff. It was just really beyond our reach as a low budget film. So I had to do self tapes, which I was really not happy with, but um, that's how I found them. And, and I honestly, you know, I went a lot off of my instinct, you know, I, I you get a certain vibe off of an actor, even just on their tape. And um, since I wasn't able to meet them in person and really work with them, um, I went a lot, I just really went a lot with my gut um, and, and just, I guess my acting experience and kind of, you can see actors doing certain things, you know, as an actor, you know, certain traps that we can fall into. So I was able to kind of ascertain um, who I felt would bring the right stuff to, to particular characters. And I think I did pretty good. I mean, I certainly feel like I would have much rather done in-person auditions and had work sessions and really get, get a chance to see the actor and see what they were capable of. But I, I feel so excited about finding Casey because Casey always had just this amazing you know presence about her and then I really loved finding Jaqing because even in his tape he just had this swag that just he didn't have to act it just sort of came through and it really lifted Frank off the page so I think that these actors just sort of like just dropped in and I caught them that's great um how tough was it to stay on budget as a director <laughs> It was quite difficult. It was a very ambitious project um, for the money. Absolutely. Yeah, it was ambitious. How many days did you have to shoot it? Uh, 19. And how long did it take you to edit it, the film? Well, we took our time with the film. We actually, um, we edited over 12 weeks because, um, well, we were over the holidays it might and we might have even added a little bit of time because luckily my editor also liked the film. So we, as needed, we kept going. But um because we shot 19 days in, in two states and three cities. Wow. Yeah. So what lessons did you learn as a director that you'll now take and put into your your own acting? Um, as Oh, wait, director to put in my acting? Oh, geez. Uh, mm, you know, um, what lessons did I learn that I would put into my acting? You know what? I will say <laughs> there are certain things that simple, 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 simple things just you know, acting can be really simple. Just show up on time, learn your lines and don't bump into the furniture. Um, it's just, sometimes it's just, just the basic stuff. Just, just be present, be professional. Um, and, and I'm not that I needed to learn that. I think it's always good to be reminded that it's, it's, it's keep it simple, keep it simple. And because you're part of a much bigger machine and there's so much happening, you know, with our, with our thing, we were always having to go very fast. One of the problems that I see with a lot of young actors is that they have a tendency to overact. Uh -huh. When you're working on, on a network show, how do you help pull them out as a lead actor and bring them back down to where they need to be? Yeah, yeah. No acting allowed. Um, there's really just trying to help them uh, kind of shake it off and just be, just communicate, just talk. Really trying to get actors to trust who they are. Um, that that's really the main thing, because I think sometimes with young actors, green actors, you know, they're trying to do too much and and just you're already a person, you know, in a place, just pick up the glass of water and drink it, you know, just there's nothing happening here and and really starting there, 
getting them to trust that. And then you can start to build from there because then um, once I get you to trust yourself and just say hello, right, then I can get you to trust yourself to access an emotion. Um, and, and that, and I can just, I, I feel really good about my being able to help actors find the note, find the scene, find the rhythm of the scene. Um, and it all starts with just trusting who you are, trusting that you wouldn't have been cast if you didn't have the right talent in the first place. Um, that's, that's how I approached because all of my actors were young, you know, every, I think my oldest actor, um, in terms of my, my main cast was like under 24. So they were all young. I mean, my lead, this was one of her, she had never had a big job like this, her first big job. So, um, just getting them to trust themselves. What about the listening factor? Do you notice that a lot of the young actors don't listen to the other actor and just are acting? No, I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I, I know that that's a thing because listening is like acting 101, but my cast was actually pretty good about that. They were really in tune with each other and well, you know, I rehearsed with them. So okay. that might've eliminated that problem. So I kind of, the rehearsal, I, I worked with them alone and then I worked with them with um, some of the other characters. So I, I think I probably broke through that right off the bat, just kind of like, let me just shake you out of that. You know, cause if you're work, the actor shows up, they've been at home running it in the mirror, running it to themselves, running it in the car. And then they come to you and they go, okay. And there's, and so I woke up and then I wanted to say, and it's like, okay, let's stop. <laughs> right. Let's. So I think I probably uh, jumped over a lot of that just by having rehearsal. Honestly. Fantastic. Yeah. So if you could start your career over yeah, and you're the new Nikki in town, <clears throat> how would you approach it? I would have directed this movie 20 years ago. I would have, I would have made this movie happen and I would have played the lead. I would have directed it and starred in it right off the bat. And, and I, and, and it would have been just as hard then as hard as it was now. Um, but I was really afraid then, but I would have, I would have trusted myself more. If I could go back and do it again, I would just jump in the deep end and just do it. So are we going to see more of you on television? I hope so. I love being on TV. I hope so. I hope so. Nothing's coming up. Wait, is something coming up? No, nothing, nothing that I can think of. We're good right now. Well, actually I just saw you on the shield because it's running a... Is it still, well, I'm always on TV. I mean, that's that's the beauty of like, you know, what is it, 20 something years in the business. I'm literally always on TV, um, but I can't wait for the strike to be over and get back. I'm actually writing a TV show uh, for, to star in. So, you know, hopefully we can get that going. Fantastic. What's Can you tell us something about the show or? Nope, can't. <laughs> yeah, let's get a little further down the road. Let's get a little further. I, I know you have tons of fans here that are watching that are Lincoln Heights fans. Uh, what was your most memorable moment on the show? So many things are popping in my head. Like I remember the first day we shot the pilot in San Diego and we all finally met each other and how the five of us felt like a family, like right off the bat and how it just felt like so natural and so easy and so good. And it was almost like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like, why does this feel like this? And I remember telling Russell, this show is going to get picked up. Like, I just know it. And I knew it on the pilot. I was like, this show's going to get picked up. We're going to do really good. Because I felt like there was such a magical chemistry between us. And I remember shooting in the house and all the wonderful actors that came through that house that were a part of our community. There's just so much really cool stuff. But yeah, I think that first day we all met, that's like one of my favorite days. And if I were going to pick um, 
one of my favorite scenes was with my son, Myshawn. I think it was in the pilot. I can't remember if it was a pilot, but I'm telling him about, uh, you know, he's getting bullied at school. And I remember because Myshawn was 11 years old and he was new. I think he was new to acting, but, you know, I am this adult actor trying to have a scene with the child actor and 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 really trying to make it as, as natural and as realistic as possible. And I'm telling the story about peanut butter sandwiches and, and bullies. And, and and I remember how much fun we had, like making it real. And I just, and watching my Sean's now married with his own child. And it's just, um, I will always cherish my Lincoln Heights memories. And you snuck up on a TV show uh, for a few episodes. Uh, I was like, ah. Which one? <clears throat> NCIS LA. Yes, that was so fun. I got to yell at Chris O'Donnell and LL Cool J. <laughs> that was so fun that was so fun that mach- that show is like a machine they like they like everyone we're done by five or six i love that show man that was great it was re- work in la drive down the road to set i mean no fun fun show i really wished i could have done more episodes on that show and it's a bummer it's canceled now but they had like what 15 years something yeah. crazy yeah it was crazy yeah, they're all fantastic shout out to daniela you know just love that show and I actually heard the little rumor uh, floating around that uh, LL is going to be doing a concert uh, tied in with the whole hip hop event. Yeah, he's I think. Yeah, I've been seeing like tickets go on sale for it. No, LL's back on the road, I guess. So what advice would you give some young actors starting in the business? Save your money. Um, yeah, save your money. Every job you get, save your money. It's it's I'm just thinking about the strike right now. And I was thinking about. The shows that I've done have been mostly network and cable shows and the residuals and how that's how I have a life is because of the residuals on those shows compared to what we're not getting with streaming. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind is is that. And the second thing is do it for the right reasons. You know, you really need to love the craft, love, love the art and be true to that and work hard to be your very, very best. Um, Don't do it for don't do it for like, don't be a clout chaser or something like that. It's, it's a really valid art form and telling stories is how we make the world better. And your part in it is really important. Fantastic. Where can uh, people see the summer of violence? Right now we are trying to get distribution. So we are, we, we don't know when we're going to be in the theaters or on streaming, but we hope to be doing something soon. So the best thing is to go to summerviolence.com and click the button where it says become an insider and we'll keep you posted on everywhere we're going to be. Fantastic. And where can people find you on social? Nikki Michaud, N-I-C-K-I-M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X at Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I'm Nikki Michaud on all those things. I'm on threads <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm on YouTube. It's all under Nikki Michaud. Fantastic. And they can watch a clip of the movie online? You can catch a trailer on YouTube. Yes, absolutely. We have a trailer on YouTube. It's under, I think if you type in summer violence film, just go to the website. The trailer's on the website, but that's all we have is the trailer right now. Nikki, I appreciate you being here and I can't wait to see more of your work on television. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps another School of Hollywood. I hope you enjoyed it today. And if you did, please give us a like and tell your friends about it. Until next time, school is out.